Warren Buffett says, if you want to raise your net worth by 50%, invest in yourself. That's why we had an awesome guest here, episode 44, Patrick McWard, to show us how to invest in ourselves. Yo, game changer. You guys got to listen to this. It's a great episode. We also had comedian Megan Powell on, giving us some cool laughs. Um, overall, an awesome episode. We also had the Mexican ambassador to the United States on. Wink, wink. I had uh, I had this great character going uh, who, you know, kind of broke it down. What's up with Donald Trump? What's up with this 5% tariff? Um, you know, what's, what's what that's all about and why it's actually not effective. Uh, then, then I also talked about how this impacts the markets, right? So you got a real China trade war happening. Uh, you got a real Mexican trade war happening. Another new front on this war. Um, you know, shit's getting real. Put your seatbelts on. You're about to have some turbulence in the markets. It's already begun. Um, my point in all this, uh, keep powder dry. You want to keep investing even as the market's going down, but you really are starting to build up courage. If you see a down 10%, down 20%, down 30%, that's where you want to be investing a little bit more money. Uh, kick back, relax, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Peace. Welcome to Business News and Other Shit. I'm your man, Amr Abdullah, with my other main man, Patrick McWard. Hello. What's up, Patrick? Doing good. Thanks for being here, brother. Great to be here. uh, Patrick is a dear friend of mine, y'all. I met Patrick at MKP, the Mankind Project, where we invest in ourselves. We invest in ourselves. Thank you for making it plural. Authenticity. Absolutely, brother. Authenticity is what we're seeking. Uh, Patrick, everyone, is an executive coach. This man is coaching executives, if my first term wasn't clear enough. Yep. <laughs> and um, he's I'm also... I'm not going to tell you how many years, though. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's I been hope too it, much. I hope it's <laughs> too point, much. I'm not gonna I hope say. we crack you open and you're willing to share. <laughs> no, I will. I'm an open book here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Patrick is also a professional speaker. All right. So we're going to have some fun learning from Patrick. But really, the story about Patrick is this man was able to convert his life into one where he is uh, getting paid for work in a way where he can't believe they're paying him. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Beautiful. Just having fun. We're going to talk about that. I had somebody years ago, they said I went from salesman to soul man. Oh, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Salesman to soul man. That's good. Yeah, I really, even this week, you know, I, I literally stood in front of this audience. I go, you know, I'm pinching myself, guys, right now that I get paid wow. to do this. Wow, that's so, so awesome. And it hasn't been all perfect, you know, getting right. on planes and things like that. But, you know, it's still, there's some work aspect you're, to you're it. You're the adult, ver- Soul Man is the adult version of Soldier Boy. <laughs> okay, fine, <it> sucked. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Let's talk to Yahia. Yeah. What's up, Yahia, millennial gangster? What's up, how's it going? How you doing, man? How's your swag fun going? It's not going too good. No, it's not going too good. <laughs> no. We're we're five straight week, five consecutive weeks. The stock market has been down. Yeah, this is the most wow. in boy probably two years. I think it was 2017. Mm. I I read something like that. So yeah, swag funds are down, baby. Um, but we know why. Trade. DJT trade. Yeah, yeah. Donald J. Trump. He keeps oh, he keeps yeah. mucking mucking up our trade relationships. Mm. Uh, so yeah, like I said last week, put your seatbelts on. Shit's about to get bumpy. What about Mexico, huh? Oh, man. Yesterday. What well, You know, we're going to have the Mexican uh, ambassador 
come on today and talk about this with everyone. Excellent. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> 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 that female laugh is Megan Powell. Hello, What's I'm up, back. Megan? I'm back. You are back. B A C K. Yay. Yay. I don't know why I just spelled that. Well, it's for people that don't know how to spell back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me too. Patrick, you're a smart cookie. <laughs> Uh, and most importantly, Megan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. It is. Did you recently do your hair, Megan? I did. Looks um, very nice. One of my friends back in Michigan uh, stopped over and dyed Hooked my hair. Up? Got my hair nice and blonde for the summertime. Oh, oh man. Yeah. That's right. Yay. You know, I remember you having like pink hair or something recently. I did for a little bit. Yeah, okay. I had pink hair for a little bit. Um. Pink hair, what do you have care. to say about pink hair? Don't care. Yeah, I like it. Oh. I always wanted to dye my hair a crazy color, but then it's always like, well, I have a job and I can't do this. Yeah. And I was like, I'm don't Done. care. Pink hair, don't care. Love and it. it was washed out in a couple of weeks, so it's kind of like a temporary tattoo. You know, oh. I was like, got it. Just joking. I was king of the temporary tattoos as a kid. Oh, really? That came with the bubble gum. Mm. Did you guys get those or no? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Where it peels off. Yeah. Yeah. Now they have like the real serious temporary tattoos where they stay on for like three weeks Ooh, really? and you can custom design them or whatever so you can really yeah which i always thought would be great like i'd love I to have like a sleeve yeah. you kind of test it out for a few yeah. weeks yeah. test drive a tattoo absolutely yeah i, I really like the fruit roll-ups with the tattoos that you could put on your tongue right There's what that they one. have tongue tattoos i don't know if they still do them anymore but they definitely did when i was a kid right damn yeah. i did not know about it. that i know <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, do you, do who has a tattoo here? Anyone have a tattoo? Two. You got two of them, Patrick. Yep. What are they? Uh, one on my ankle, and one oh, one on my ankle, and one on my chest. Right. Oh, now. really? Yeah. Can you tell us what they are? Uh, yeah, it's a uh, um, it's a lizard. Okay. In the, the chest desert. one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Both actually. Oh. Yeah. Lizard in the desert. Yeah. My son, you know, I have an 18, 20 year old. He's like, Dad, you're getting tattoos. You're like 55 <laughs> years old here. I, <laughs> And I go, what if you change your mind? And my daughter piped in. She goes, Dad's had that Native American symbol in his mind for years. He's not going to change his mind. <laughs> nice. Uh, she knew, huh? So yeah, you just knew. got it. You just got the tattoo. Yeah, a few years ago. Okay. The second one, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, talk about going from corporate to, uh, yeah. you know. That's when I'll do a tattoo. Salesman to soul man. Yeah. Where's a big <laughs> corporate. <laughs> hey, yo, hey, I like yeah. going back with that. Well, wow, it's changed. well, I guess it's you're not, you're not really going to go into like the boardroom with like maybe your shirt off either. So they probably aren't going to see that <laughs> yeah. tattoo. If you really want to say F you to them when you, when you, to the corporate world, when you go in there and do like tattoo public speaking. Tattoo it on your face. No, no, <laughs> tattoo <laughs> a middle finger right on your face. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the back of your head and then shave your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. This has been great. Right, right on your Adam's apple, do a, do a neck tattoo of, yeah. a man, of a dude giving a middle finger. Yeah. Have we convinced you? Have we convinced you? Or you could tattoo uh, a middle finger on your middle finger. Damn. Damn. I think I'll, That's deep shit. I'll trust my own consciousness on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Good call. Let's get into this, y'all. Um, so, we, yeah, there's a lot going on. Mm. Um, markets, mm. see, I'm serious. Put your seatbelts on. If you're a market investor, shit's about to get bumpy. Shit's hitting the fan. We can definitely thank DJT for that. Our boy Donald Trump. Donnie. Mm. Donnie J. Uh, the China trade war is real. This yeah. war has begun. Um, have you guys been following this much about about 
you know, the, the war between the U.S. and China? I've fo- been following a little bit, but not as of like recently because it was like, ugh, it starts getting really convoluted and it is. messy. It's super multidimensional, complicated. Yeah. Have you been paying oh. attention, Patrick? Yeah, it's real for y- me. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, is I say more. a small farm, soybeans. You have okay. a small soybean farm? Yeah, d- Whoa. I mean, I don't farm it. My cousin's farms it for me, and it's just like, Oh wow! I mean, 1980, this happened with Carter. Those those markets didn't come back. Wow! Really? Like you, ki- it's like a, 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 this a customer. Is, we're, we're getting we're getting China's like direct. Customer. We're getting right. direct yeah. market feedback. So wait, 1980s, this happened with who? Do you remember? Jimmy was Carter Japan? did the um, embargo. Uh, what was it? Iran. Yep. Uh, there the was Iran, Olympics. Right? I, yep. I should, I'm speaking out of turn. So correct me on this. But my understanding is, you know, those markets dried up. They didn't come back for wow. years. Wow! So we lose China as a as a buyer. Could be decades. Oh yeah! Wow! Now, and I way, don't have a lot. Forty acres is not a lot, but I keep my eye on it. And my cousins right. and is, is my all, relatives. Is all forty acres soybean? No, we do corn and soybeans. They ra- they rotate it. They rotate each year. Yeah. Okay. Now I wanted you, to make it organic, but that's not happening in this yeah. lifetime. I don't <laughs> did you um? Now did you hear about this sixteen billion dollar subsidy from Donald Trump? To the farmer. Oh, to yeah. To the farmer. Did you, are you able to benefit from that in any way? Uh, indirectly. That would go to my cousin who's farming it. Oh, really? I, I just charge him rent. <clears throat> oh, okay. You can do a crop share and, and be a part of that, but I don't do that. So I wait. don't want to deal with it. I, I love the city, art, yeah. spirituality, right. music. I, and it's still like in the family. And the I kept it for it. the kids, yeah. exactly, yeah. Mm. So so uh, so if, if, if he did get a subsidy, it'd go straight to your cousin, not you. Right. Wow, In that situation, yeah. yeah. Okay. But what's Makes amazing sense. for me is all those guys are in support of Trump. Is that right? Yeah. Your cousin He's included? Kicking his ass. All of them. All, wow. the, I've got the my dad all your ten. cousins in the South are? Shocking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm That's so right. surprised. Well, this is just three hours south down <laughs> yeah. by Springfield. South oh, okay. There, okay. If you go south I-80, it turns into like Tennessee and Kentucky <laughs> yeah. as far as politics right. and seriously. Wow. Yeah. A whole other world. Do you ever get in those conversations with your family? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you, do you ever win? I don't try to debate. How do you win oh, really? that? Yeah, they kind of know my politics. <laughs> How do you, are you kidding yeah. me? What do you really believe? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With that accent. I feel like it's more like disbelief. Like when I'm, like I recently was talking to a heavily Trump supporter and I'm just like in awe. Like I was like, wow. Yeah, it's very it's curious. Like, That's it's like looking at like a dinosaur. You're like, exactly. wow, you're, yeah. you're out there like poking him. Like, well, did, wow. they, did they have... Um, Points that m- made sense to you? Or no. Did you have a conversation with them? Yeah, I was like, "What? Why?" And they just—it was kind of round in circles. It, oh, it really? wasn't There wasn't any mm. any definitive things. I was just like enamored, though. You know. <laughs> That's awe. how I am, Megan. It's to say, <laughs> wow. "Whoa! <laughs> how do you believe that?" You know, it's you like. Know, I, <laughs> so, so let's get into it a little bit. So, <laughs> what's going on with the China trade war? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, China announced this week they may restrict exports their exports of their own rare earth materials yeah or their metals what is that so that's put in like cell phones it's put in batteries it's it's special rare earth materials that 80 percent of the material we get the metal we get is from uh china wow so we really need that yeah i didn't understand that yeah it's a big deal by the way we have a we have a puppy not a puppy, a dog. We have a dog in our. We have a we have a podcast dog today. Podcast dog. We've, we've Winamac. That's that's Winamac, Patrick's dog Winnie. Uh, we've completely lost Megan, by the way. She's under the <laughs> table playing with the dog. 
<laughs> Did she go oh, in your purse? Oh, yeah, Winnie was in your purse. <laughs> She's getting into my cross stitching. <laughs> <laughs> Winnie, I just I just got those four squares cross stitched. Uh, <laughs> said like a true like. Cross stitcher. Yeah. So eighty percent of our rare earth metals that we use for batteries, we use them for cell phones, we use them for like fighter jets, like oh. in, in all sorts of major technology. We need this rare earth metal, and China's like, yo, we might restrict that shit. Yeah. Um. So it's like, boom, they just punch right back. What and was the, the phrase, Amr? Didn't they say like, you will live to regret? Them? There, there was a phrase. What was that phrase? It was almost it was like, a, uh, don't say we didn't warn you or something, something yeah. like that. And yeah, they and never say that. Only the, the last time they said that. Wait, China uh, said that. Yeah, China said that to the U to the U.S. Yeah, as part don't of this. say we didn't warn you. Yeah. Oh like, no. Oh. Now the last time they said that. Ready for this? Everyone. Yeah. Remain what? calm. The last time they said that was the day before they invaded Vietnam. <gasps> <laughs> what? <laughs> No, but for real, like they, they don't yeah, they don't use that. that language lightly. Apparently, yeah. it's like a specific Chinese term. Like it's a, it's a yeah. special idiom. Right, you know? right. Um, wow. So yeah, so you don't throw that one around lightly no. in their culture. Yeah. No. So yeah. if China invades us tomorrow, you'll know why. They warned us. They Sh- warned us. Shit just yeah, got exactly. Real, real quiet. <laughs> exactly. That's really interesting. Yeah. Don't yeah. say the, we didn't warn well, you. Well, DJT, well, he'll be out in front line. He'll be protected. Yeah, first guy, right? He'll be first guy. He'll be on the horse <laughs> carrying the flag. Everyone follow me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The second thing China did this week, right? So this war is legit. The markets felt it. The markets are down this week. Uh, they've begun a blacklist of American companies and individuals. Wow. Oh, so yeah, they're I actually blacklisting um, uh, American companies and, and individuals and organizations. So um, first on the list, Donald J. Trump, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You know, um, or maybe not. I don't know how this list works. But uh, but yeah, so that's th- this is a this is a real war we're, we're entering into. And it, it it's hurting markets in a big way. Didn't we like have once wasn't there a Chinese executive? That yeah. we were having captured or something yep. in Canada. Canada. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Huawei CFO. Yeah. So because we we blacklisted Huawei. Right. So we started it. Right. Um, and now, to um, distract the shit out of everyone, uh-huh. right? This is classic Donald Trump stuff. So there, I always have this theory. I do have this theory that like you know, um, white nationalists are especially sensitive. To whites becoming a minority. Yes. There's a chance in the, in the near well, it's, yeah. couple decades. It would make sense. Like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, right? <laughs> not, yeah. not, but there's a weird Inevitable, thing. Yeah. There's there's a weird thing happening in the world of like, um, you know, what is whiteness? What is minorities? Because like, if, yeah. if a lot of people, you know, you can if you if you on the census you can check more than one ethnic um, background. Mm. So you can check, for example, if you have a white parent and an Asian parent, yeah. you can check oh. white and Asian. Wow. You know, so it's like the whole, yeah, it's not so as simple as like whites are going to be a minority, but a lot of white nationalists or supremacists are taking it that way and they're going bananas, <laughs> you know, and they're just like, wow, well, right, you can't let this happen. You know, we can't, you know, so I think the way to like deal with that worry and fear is distraction and like attacking and targeting the other. Yes. You know, like the Muslims are the problem. Right. Solution, Muslim ban. The Chinese are the problem. Solution. Chinese oh. trade war. The Mexicans are a problem. They're all rapists and murderers. Sh- solution, build a wall. 
So I think that's how Trump is able to rally up his base a lot. Oh. Is, is, Isn't that pretty classic demigod yeah. strategies, <laughs> yeah. right? They gotta, yeah. You got to find Get the emotions the, and the populism going. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, that's my theory. So what happened is as this China trade war is heating up and like he's starting to you know, get, get really hot and under the collar, Trump announces a new trade war on a different front with Mexico. Right. Mm. So he said, uh, beginning June 10th, there will be 5% tariff, which, by the way, basically just means tax. Mm-hmm. Right. 5% tax on the American public, consumer. on the American consumer for any Mexican goods, any goods that are coming from Mexico. Right. Right. Cars, agriculture, tomatoes, avocados, oh, tequila. Not the avocado. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Have you ever had an avocado from Florida? No. From Wisconsin? Yeah, it's called avocado cheese. (laughs) Above the cheddar curtain up there. Yeah, the cheddar cheddar curtain. Yeah, that's good. Um, So anyway, to um, to guys to uh, to talk to us today. Oh no. Yeah, to talk to us today is the Mexican ambassador to the United States. He's coming in today. Oh my god. Just yeah, just hold on one second. He's gonna no idea. He's gonna be here. We're so lucky. I'm so excited. (laughs) This is amazing. I wonder if I he'll sign my passport. I should have brought it. Just yeah. like something as an autograph. Yeah, we need to get the get the autograph here. Oh, Winnie wants it. Oh. Winnie's jumping up. She wants the autograph here. Winnie's from Cuba. Oh, here we Vatos go. Vatos locos forever. Oh, hey. Hey. It's me, Pancho. Oh, thanks Hello. for coming. Hey, who's got a passport? I'm here to sign them, <laughs> man. Perfect. You can sign mine. My friends, how are you, Patrick? Ah, uh, fantastic. Now yeah, that yeah. you're here. Oh, uh, gracias. I'm good, Holmes. How you doing? Hey, yo, you're one of me, Megan. Uh, yes, I'm so honored to meet you. Ah, uh, me to eat. I love the gringos. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. Yeah. Hey, listen. I've been talking to uh, Donald Trump. I keep telling him, pinche Donald, what are you doing, eh? What are you doing? This is stupid, crazy, crazy, vatos. I cannot believe he's putting a 5% tax on all of the goods that are made in Mexico. Mm. He's crazy. Can you believe this shit? No. Loco. Vatos loco. He's loco forever. (laughs) This guy, but you know, he say he a stable genius. Have you heard him say this about himself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Well, you know what's funny? He wants to stop the, the migrants coming from my country to come into the United States. The way he wants to stop it is to tax the American consumer. Huh. What the hell is he thinking? It's like shooting yourself in the foot. Exactly. Yeah. I say, Donald, <laughs> you are stupid. 5% tax. And then he's saying the tax is going to go up to 25% as time goes on. Just to what encourage people not to use not to buy that product exactly he's he's thinking but the truth is five percent tax on avocados and tequila everyone's gonna keep paying the five percent he's just gonna make billions of dollars for himself in his tax cut you know yeah that's Mm. what's really happening is he's able to skip congress and make taxes for his government oh yeah that makes sense but the american people pay for this of course mexico don't pay why don't they see that oh because he's a stable genius Good point. <laughs> he knows it. He I always knows. thought if you had to call yourself a stable genius, you really weren't. Right. That was a good sign. Right. Good point, Patrick. <laughs> Look, he's trying to stop illegal migrants. This is crazy. He's never going to succeed. You know, what's funny is it's going to have zero impact on this problem. What's going to happen is Americans pay a lot more tax. And you know what? A lot of Mexicans will probably 
over time lose their jobs in Mexico because you know if the tax keeps going up and right. the Americans stop buying Mexican things, right? Then Mexicans will have less jobs. And guess what? Guess what they're gonna do? You know what they're gonna do, Megan? They're gonna come on. They're over. gonna come on. <laughs> what he thinks he's doing, stopping the migrants, he's actually increasing it. Vato, <laughs> you loco, DJ Penchodano. It was funny, you know, America with all their wars and mm-hmm. problems with the Latin America, Central mm-hmm. America, you know, they cause a lot of these problems. Like, you know, with the Honduras and the Guatemala, mm-hmm. you know, it's America Nicaragua. that goes in there, Nicaragua, yeah. America goes in there and they cause these problems. And of course, all these people are looking for asylum in the United States. Yeah. So, you know, America's the richest country. Of course, asylum seekers should go up there. Not to mention, you know, a lot of these companies that own, uh, a lot of these owners of companies, they are Republicans. They are hiring these, these labor workers. They need them badly. You would think if Trump really wanted to stop this problem, he would tell all of the owners of these companies, hey, hey you cannot hire migrant laborers anymore. Right. But of course, he would never do that because they need them. Right. This man is stupid. Yeah. Mm. Pinche Donald. Oh, he's stupid, though. I never thought about the taxing the American people that it gets just ends up getting back in his pocket. Yeah, this guy, mm. pinche. Uh, come on, think it through, Donald. Eh? So anyway, uh, he's, try, he's, he's going to be damaging the U.S. businesses. He's damaging the United States consumer. Uh, migrant workers are needed for these Republican business owners. I think this is all proof. It's just him trying to tax the middle class, which is what the Republicans love to do, is mm-hmm. keep taxing the middle class. Is there any way from your perspective as ambassador you can step in or? You know, I will uh, I will take him out for some tequila. Yeah. Maybe we have a few more drinks. Yeah. I give him a little drunk. I shake his hair a little bit, you okay. know. Careful touching that. Oh, really? I think it might be radioactive. Oh. <laughs> Could be dangerous. I will Could put on dangerous. a I'll put on a hospital glove. Smart. Latex. Mm. Yes. That's one Maybe thing. Maybe a whole suit. Oh, like a bio, like a like a what, hazmat suit. Yes, yes yeah, I have yeah, one I would of those at home. That. Okay, <laughs> I will. I will do that. Yeah. This vato, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Maybe yeah. I'll take him to some of the Mexican gangs. We can, you know, rough him up a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I don't think Donald would too, do too well with that. In the gang? Yeah, I think he would just fold like a cheap chair. You I'm know, looking for someone. big, but a, Oh, yeah? yeah I'm yeah. looking for someone who's willing to smash a bottle on their head, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you think he's that type? No. Uh-uh. I, I think, think he so. might try to get somebody else to do it. I think he's going to be like a little bitch, actually. <laughs> oh. to come down to him, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's why I call him Pinche Donald. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my friends. You know, I think... Yes. Sorry, before you go, okay. or do anything else. I got to go back to uh, my ambassador office, you know? I just want to say, I think Donald Trump is a disgrace to all vatos. Maybe he, he should be... He shouldn't be called a vato. Maybe he should be called right. anaranjado. A what? Anaranjado. What is this? That's orange. Ah. Oh. Yeah, because vato's like the white term, right? Anaranjado of loco. Yeah. He's a crazy orange. I don't know. It's just a thought. But <laughs> it's, it's a good thought. thought. It's a good it. thought. Yeah, I like thanks. it. He's a, he's, he's a bitter it's way. A, it's a big... He doesn't deserve vato. Your Spanish is on point. I learned from uh, our ambassador here. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's crazy ah. is he... <laughs> how, how does the Arabian guy know more than the Spanish guy? <laughs> <laughs> My friends, it's good to see so you. Good to see Thank you, you Ambassador. Thanks hey. for coming. Have a great Adios, flight amigo. back. Viva Mexico!
Bye-bye. See you, man. Wow, that was exciting. That was cool guy, huh? Yeah, super Very cool guy. Cool. Yeah, I Very wish I was here to, to see it. Yeah. Very down to earth. You'd like him. Oh, uh, so uh, so that's that's uh, that's what's going on. So so what's the conclusion in all this? Um, watch out. This this is what now separates the men from the boys investing wise. Uh, we're gonna get low. So so it's stock going down. Are, yeah, stock market's been going down. down, and I think it's gonna you go down it'll more. Continue. Yeah. And so this is where, uh, you know, Warren Buffett's famous quote. We're going to quote Warren Buffett a couple times today. Uh, today, his first, this first, what's that? I think I remember what you said, I think. Do tell us, Megan. Okay, what is it? When buy low, when it's low, when everybody's like selling. Yes, when everyone's selling, selling and scared. When everyone's selling and scared, then you should go in when everyone's uh, like... Yeah. When everyone's doing the opposite, do the opposite. Greedy, yeah, yeah. exactly. Get so when, nervous. When, when everyone get greedy, get nervous. Right. Say the exactly. quote. Exactly. Yeah. You got it. Okay. You got it. So everyone, when everyone's scared, yeah. oh, sorry, when everyone's yes, yeah, scared mm-hmm. and selling, mm-hmm. you want to be greedy. Mm-hmm. And when everyone's greedy and buying, over buying, you want to be scared and right. backing off. You want to be selling. Yeah. So now's really the time then to kind of. I would say. Let it ride a little more. Maybe. Yeah. Let it ride a little more, maybe. Huh? Exactly. Right. You want to let it ride a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, you know, if. The bottom line is I always talk about investing 20% of your money or your income each Mm. week or each month in the market. I'd keep doing that 20%. You're getting in at better levels right now because the market's going down. I'm saying if you got powder dry and you got some extra cash, an extra two grand or five grand or 10 grand or whatever you got, start building up the courage for some really red numbers. We could go down a solid 20% in the stock market. And that's when you want to start loading up. Down 10%, you want to put a little bit in. And down 20%, you want to put a lot more in. Down 30%, you want to really start loading the boat with some. And you're thinking that, Amr. This is a real war. Yeah. Yeah, And and I don't think Trump appreciates This isn't a short-term thing, this trade war. It's going. We're in it. It feels like we're in it, yeah. Yeah. You might get another president in 2020 if the market goes down enough. And that could help things. But to your point. A lot of this shit doesn't just resolve overnight, no. right? Because once you start this war now, by 2020, a lot of shit changes. People's minds change. You're in a different mindset by that time. You've adjusted to a new world because you weren't sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the risks are out there and I'm, I'm, yeah. Now, if I'm wrong, that's fine. Don't oh, invest, yeah. don't load the, don't invest everything right now. I'm mm-hmm. saying as it gets worse, you want to be ready to invest more. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it feels legit. It feels real. Mm-hmm. I think China, when they pulled the rug out, from signing the agreement, like we were right at the signing table with the, with a trade deal, uh-huh. and they're the ones who actually pulled the rug out right at the end. And I think they were just like fed up with the way Trump was going about the negotiation, the emotional part of it. Absolutely, wow, yeah, yeah. Stable Genius's emotional intelligence wasn't right on point there. Yep. He wasn't yep. saving face. No, no, yeah. he was. Uh, That's it. He was. He was the same shit. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's what I'm saying is, is just, you know, buckle up, uh, shit's hitting the fan and, and this is a great distraction he do with Mexico now, right? It's now ignore, like I'm, I'm raising alarm bells about China. Uh, he's making headlines with Mexico and the illegal migrants. Um, I think he doesn't real, he's, he's basically trying to distract people from the real major problem, which is with China. Mm. But these are our two biggest trading partners. China and Mexico. Wow, you know, so it's like I didn't it's not know that about Mexico. There are oh yeah, right there with China. There's so many Japanese car manufacturers that have set up there, and we buy those cars. Whoa. Uh, wow, mo- I guess a huge chunk of our agriculture just comes from Mexico, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ever since NAFTA was put into place like 25 years ago, 
it was for the purpose of helping Mexico become a richer country so that there would be less migrant flow. There'd be less reason for people to come up. And, yeah. and it worked that way. Yeah. We, we probably are having less migration. You know, I find it difficult because I want to pay attention to all the stuff that's going on. But at the same time, it's like I'm putting spikes into my eyes in my head. Yeah. Every time I read whatever Donald Trump is doing. Yep. Yeah. It's just yep. like I don't want to. But at the same time, you kind of have to. Yeah. So. I mean, this is where... Uh, uh, I think uh, spiritual philosophy helps a little bit. I try and think about, for example, I'll say to myself, "All right, I do believe in God or higher power, or, or you know, um, and and I do believe that God has control over everything, mm-hmm. good and evil. Yep. I, th- I believe good and evil both exist, and I believe that God is, um, you know, parado- in a paradoxical way, right, in a way that doesn't quite make logical sense. God controls the good. God controls the evil. He's he's the ultimate." creator of every act and event and so because of that in many ways the world is in good hands i believe god is good and Mm -hmm. and and so we've been having major problems for centuries if not millennia and here we are today still going still progressing still moving forward still trying to love each other and build relationships so as i try and read the news i'm like all right this is a shitty situation i want to put spikes in my eyes and you know what I'm going to put it all in God's hands. I trust you. I'm going to follow the news. I'm going to keep up with it. I'm going to mm-hmm. be knowledgeable. And uh, I got to turn it over to God. You know, like, like I'm going to trust that you got this. And mm-hmm. all this evil is happening for uh, a reason wiser men know, wiser men than me know. That's how I try it. Otherwise, I'm the same way as you, man. It just brings me down. Do any of you do any of you think about I like to you know I like to try to stay informed but there seems to be a distinction between being informed mm. and then immersing myself in the media p- political right. machine right? right and whenever I go there it feels like a real dead energy it there doesn't feel like a lot of life it's just mm. a lot of people arguing conflict it's all conflict constantly but I do love talking about trade I do love talking about markets I do love mm. talking about you know, uh, taxes trickle down that mm-hmm. doesn't work or investing because that seems real to me. But to to watch people just argue, 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 you know, on the radio or on TV and then listen to it in the car. I, oh, lately, yeah. I've just stopped. Mm-hmm. And that's been hard because mm. I do. I have this feeling like I'm not going to be informed, which is really bullshit. Mm. You can I still believe. be informed. Yeah, yeah. you're still going to be informed on what you need to be informed. It's, on. it's choosing how you receive your news, I guess. Thank you. You know? Yeah, to yeah. not just let that energy be open, like protect my own individual energy. That's what I'm trying to do with right. that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you just have to take it with a grain of salt. And then, you know, the hard part is just like staying informed enough to know who you're voting in, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. That's, that's a like, really good point, Megan. I think that's the biggest thing. I, at least that's what I feel like the biggest thing is, at least from my perspective, at least with everything, just being an older millennial mm. <laughs> is like you start to go like, oh geez, I guess we, I guess if we don't do anything. <laughs> this is what happens. Right. So like now it's like okay, I want to be informed, but I also, you know, and I think through this last time, there's a lot of news, more news outlets that are more like bullet point based. You know, because yep. that can be a, a, that can be so daunting when you're just like, how am I supposed to be informed of these candidates or what's going on when I look at this? I'm like. I'm can't kind of, understand it. I can't understand it's it. Dense. It, it. It doesn't fit like, you know, how I how I process, right, you know, right, it doesn't right, fit right. my, you know, all my gadgets and what I'm 
focusing right. on. Right. That's that why like sense? things so, like, like the skim have been created. Have you yeah. heard of that? Yeah, it's nice. It's like I haven't heard of the skim. It's like, you know, it's kind of like if you want to read the New York Times and get a really long dense right. article, don't most people are trying to avoid that. The skim actually reads it and makes it really simple in a few bullet mm. points. Oh, nice. For people to read. That's There's nice. a whole bunch of, like you said, news outlets right. that are doing They're that just now. Give me the bullet points. Let me, you know, decide what I, you know, want to view because at the end of the day, we do have to vote. You know, that's right. the part where right. you do have to be informed in. That makes a difference. Exactly. I think that makes a big difference. And more so now I'm realizing how, the older I get, the more I realize is that it starts on such a local base. It's not just voting in on the president, but it's also knowing like, who are my aldermen? Like, right. what are these crooks up to? You know? <laughs> like, so just like doing those things. Yeah. But it's taxing, right? Like who has time for that? No, I mean. It, but you said it though. Voting is something you can do. There's right. where your power. Right. Right. It's cliche, but it's it true. Is. You got to be informed yeah. just enough for that. Yeah. Just, I think also just I, enough for that. Right. You don't want to go too <laughs> right. much. I think that's why I also do this podcast. It's like, yo, people want to be up to date in some way on business news. Right. And so let's give it to them in a way that's a little, I don't know, more entertaining, educational, and yeah. entertaining. You know? And life giving. Right. Yes. You know, that's what I experience, you, Amar. Is it's Thank more life giving here as opposed to just arguing. You know what they right. say in MKP, our Mankind Project, where I met you. If right. you spot it, you, you got, got it. <laughs> that means you're life giving, brother. You got uh, it, man. Let's, yeah. Speaking yeah. of speaking of life giving, let's talk about Lacroix. Oh, mm. oh! You, first, first, you now told me my avocados are going to go up in price. <laughs> what not? What are you going to say to me next, Amr? I can't are take you, it. Okay. Are you a big Lacroix fan? <laughs> uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I, I drink Lacroix. Yeah, I like it. Millennials, they're I turning know. away from it. They are turning away from it. They're they're, they're turning. Uh, so I know you're still a fan. Yeah. But there's a trend yeah, away like from it. Lacroix. You don't like it? Uh oh. Yeah. Wasn't there something? Because Chris was yes. my roommate. Chris was Market telling me about it. He used there. to buy a ton of them, <laughs> and I would drink them. Um, yeah. What what is it? So their stock was around 130 bucks in October. It's now sitting at forty six dollars. It's down sixty five percent. Ouch. Yeah, Lacroix's taking it on the chin right now. <laughs> oh, Lacroix, Lacroix, Lacroix right now is like a case of Lacroix, and like all the cans when you open it up are like dented or busted, or they have like an they're about to explode. You know? Uh, yeah. Lacroix is like a shaking can of Lacroix right now. That's what Lacroix is. <laughs> Man. Um, but who started that company? I just want to like I want to picture like what they look like. Like who <laughs> was it? Two white dudes? Like is it two like? You know, who is it? Is it two grandmas? French like, guys fr- from Canada? Two, oui, oui. Oh. Yeah, is it two... We want to make drinks for Americans. Yeah, who, who is it? I, wonder. I got no idea. I'm looking that up all, after. All I, know is I gotta see the faces of these All I know is they used to be rich, and they're no longer rich. Right, and that's what I want to picture. I want to picture those faces Not going... Not rich. Whoa. Yeah, they're probably yeah. less rich, right? Yeah. Well, so the stock's down 65%. It began in October. A lawsuit was brought against LaCroix because they claimed themselves to be all-natural. <gasps> Again, this is like yeah. seven months ago. Uh-huh. And that's when the decline from their stock really began. <laughs> and so um, what happened was some some company like investigated all the ingredients in LaCroix and found like three ingredients that were like kind of sketchy. Yeah. And what they claimed were was that um, these are some, one of these ingredients is the same stuff that's put in cockroach spray or like cockroach killer. Oh, 
my sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> good. Now we won't have cockroaches that is inside so us. Good to know. You know what? <laughs> Kill all the cockroaches inside your digestive system. Exactly. There's something sketchy when it says it's all natural and it's got zero sugar, zero, 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 and then you taste and it tastes like something. You're yeah. like, this thing. Something's got to be in it. Yeah. Shit is just dawning on Megan right now. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God, what have I been drinking? You just hear a door slam. Like, I get up. <laughs> you leave. <laughs> See, my problem with LaCroix is that it doesn't have enough taste. So if they add more of that and it increases the taste, like, I'm okay. okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, give me more cockroach yeah. killer. Yeah, as long Ca- as it tastes a little, cockroach killer, a more intense. Are you kidding me? I swear. Now look, it, it's in such small doses <laughs> yeah. that it has no impact. Number one. Number two, it's like it's not as simple. Like, like yeah, cockroach spray has this stuff in it. Right. But it's not like so minute. It, yeah, microscopic. Yeah, it's like, yeah. but it's also like even though it's in, even because despite the fact that it's in cockroach spray, it doesn't mean. It's, it's like gonna kill us. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Cause like water's in shampoo. It's like, oh, I'm drinking like soda that has water in it. Cause every wa- soda has some sort of water in it. So okay, okay, basically, water's drink- in shampoo. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, and then soda has a component like has some component of it is water as well. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh, a water shampoo. Sh- yeah, shampoo. I'm basically water. drinking shampoo. Yeah. It's like exactly. no, that, makes that doesn't no work. Sense. Correct. Okay, yeah. but if you're making Lacroix, if you're like, listen, the the found the scientists of Lacroix making, they're like, what? Well, maybe we should add this ingredient. Like, I don't know. Like, what? Don't add that one, you're saying? Yeah. How would somebody like, listen, I know you guys are going to think this is crazy, but (laughs) we just put a little bit of cockroach killer. I'm telling you, dude. It'll it'll cut prices. (laughs) You'll love it. (laughs) This is what's going to make the pample moose so pample. Yeah. Yeah. How did they. I got no idea. Or maybe it's a little ingredient that's in cockroach killer that's also in other stuff. That's no, that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's not cockroach killer. It's not like they. It's not like they grabbed the raid. It's not like they grabbed the raid and just poured it into the (laughs) croy. Yeah, they're not gonna be cockroaches. They're gonna love this shit. We're gonna kill it out there. My daughter told me there's formaldehyde in mouthwash. I was like, I bet Whoa. that's right. I bet that's right. There oh, you go. Wow. There was a look. Yeah. Yeah. Your mouth. <laughs> She's like, screw my Listerine. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? I said, preserve your mouth. Preserve yeah. your mouth. Yeah. yeah there there you, go. you go. All right. So, so what's up with Lacroix? So now, so that if you thought that wasn't bad enough mm-hmm. six, seven months ago, that lawsuit. Like there's there's, more? Say, there's the, yesterday, <laughs> an analyst at Guggenheim Partners, right? An analyst came out who studies these companies. An analyst came out and said, um, this poor company can't get a break. Um, their sales are in a free fall. Yeah. That's what that's what the analyst said. Their opinion is that their sales are in a free fall. Um, there's increased competition, which I've I have seen a lot mm-hmm. newer like types of bubbly water. Uh, the, the analyst was like, Lacroix lacks innovation, and Lacroix lacks in, Lacroix has an inexperience managing a fast growing brand. Wow. Like LaCroix. So this analyst just raked them over the coals and huh. their stock went down even more. Yeah. Uh, so LaCroix cannot get a break here. Dang. Yeah, this company's on the way down. Now, here's the thing I'm actually thinking about buying some LaCroix stock right now. If I were to. Like, That's you know, what I was wondering if you were going to say that. Yeah, because it's down so much, number one. But number two, there's something called first mover advantage. Have you guys ever heard this term? Mm-hmm. In economics, first mover advantage is basically like, yo, there might be a whole lot of better people who make a hamburger. Right than McDonald's, but the fact that McDonald's was the first one and had hundreds of thousands of stores first mm-hmm. was enough to build brand loyalty in so many people yeah. that they're still always gonna make bank. Right. And Burger King and Wendy's and anyone else who makes a killer burger 
in Chicago, small Cheval, pick your place. They will never be able to reach that McDonald's level because McDonald's had, was the first one to really kill it with burgers and grow really fast. Fascinating. LaCroix did too. Like they were yeah. the first one and no one really started making bubbly like them until the last several months. So I actually think this Guggenheim analyst is wrong. I disagree mm-hmm. with this person. Hmm. And I think it's actually, now, I'm a guy who's a long-term guy. I don't just buy and try and get in and out and make quick money. Right. But I'd buy LaCroix here a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, if I had, for example, if I had 50000 in the market, I'd take 500 bucks and put it in LaCroix. A small amount that I'm not, I'm right. not worried about losing. Because it might just double in the next six months unexpectedly and boom, you get a little <laughs> extra money. You're giddy about that. Yeah, I Why? am. I just, uh, you think so? I, you go down 65%. Two thir- you lose two-thirds of your market value. Right. You know. They're saying that you're a worthless company. Not an emotional reaction. Yeah, it's more. Maybe the market is still in. there. It'll come back eventually, and I, 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 even if it comes back twenty percent. I know all this, and I bought my wife bought Lacroix yesterday, and I was like, uh, 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 drinking it like it was no one's business. Oh yeah. Do you think the company could like maybe just go under? Uh, that we'd all have to stop buying Lacroix. Right. Which Good I'm point, saying. Megan. Which I'm then saying. the stocks were zero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna start drinking my Listerine. I think. <laughs> <laughs> How's the stock on Listerine? Listerine yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> booming. It's booming. <laughs> I hear I, on the rocks, it's great though. <laughs> <laughs> With the tequila that we're not gonna have anymore. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's let's move on to Jewel. You guys know the uh, vaping company Jewel. Oh. No idea, Megan. Have you seen these small? Have you seen these small? <laughs> I need some help here. Yeah. Yeah. I Patrick, I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> Patrick, I bet you've seen them. I got they're, they're these small USB-looking sticks. Oh yeah. That people go everywhere. And yeah. then a huge, misty, musty smoke comes out of someone's yeah. mouth. That you know. Teens love them. I kid you not. I was driving. It's kind of. It's a huge thing with teenagers. Yeah. Right? yeah. And they say like it helps people quit smoking. It's a nicotine oh. without the tar. Yeah. So, but these guys, um, they got their asses handed to them uh, six months ago by the FDA. Right, they were no longer, selling. yeah, they were selling them at Walgreens and everywhere, and they were banned from all these places. Because the uh, nicotine addiction? Or, yeah. For, uh, well, also, younger kids were just getting them and smoking them. Nine-year-olds. Yeah. One out of four wow. or something like that uh, of kids in junior high or high school. Wow. Yeah, because they can smoke them wherever, and then the vapes, like... The mist is gone. It doesn't smell like anything. Yep. It smells good. Okay. Yeah, Fruit. exactly. Yeah, it smells good. Fruity. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, so what they decided to do is they're opening their own retail stores. There's yeah. going to be jewel stores. Mm-hmm. That's one way they're getting around this whole FDA crackdown. How, well, oh, because then you have to like show your ID to get in or whatever. Then. I suppose, yeah. yeah. Instead of showing your... But you do have to show your ID at Walgreens to get those. I wonder if they're able to steal them or just the fact that like they're there at Walgreens makes them vulnerable. Like an employee can just give them the people. You can have. Yeah, but booze is there too. That's true. You know, cigarettes are there too. But yeah, you're right. Why, why are kids, it's harder for kids to get the booze and cigarettes. Yeah, I get like. Hard and big time. Right? right. I mean, I get why kids are into jewels. I get that. Right. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. But I don't get why. The Walgreens FDA cracked down on them. Right. I think they were just trying to get them out of the. They wanted to make it harder in general for kids oh. to get. Mm. Just in general, it's, right. it's like you know. Yeah. Because kids were just getting obsessed. Like it was just right. becoming a, a it was almost like a rampage. Like so, Walgreens was part of the story. Um? Well, Walgreens was one of the biggest sellers of Jewel. Oh. Okay. Uh, but a lot of other stores too, retail Got stores, it. all had to stop selling. I was them. thinking after Theranos, their whole. Oh right. Fiasco <laughs> with that. Huh? Yeah. It's like, 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. Walgreens again? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So, so uh, they're going to basically be opening retail stores. And, I'm, and you know, these are stores where you can come in and you can try all the different flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, they can experiment with customers and see if you like this, mm-hmm. you like that. Customers can come in and buy these pods. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be kind of like, and whatever new technology, you know, now mind you, uh, Altria, the former Philip Morris Corporation, mm-hmm. they bought a huge stake in Jewel. Mm-hmm. So they've oh. got a lot of money behind Jewel right now. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to try and open all these stores. Um, and it's going to kind of become like the Apple store. But for vapors. That's awesome. You know? <laughs> and so awesome. you're going to just see, I'm picturing like all these tables with all these, techn- you know, smoking technologies everywhere. Right. People just vape. If you were to like, like look through artificial the- intelligence vaping? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I think that's where it's going. Yeah. Uh, you can be smoking a robot at some point or with a robot. I think they should create uh, jewel- jewelry. So like you wear it on your neck. Oh, snap. Because like there are these like rectangle long things that you smoke out of, right? So you could put like maybe oh rhinestones on it. You could wear it around your neck. That's so coming people, totally. Like, or a jewel know, watch. Jewel watch. Jewel earrings. Oh. Jewelry. Megan, if, Megan if you were a stock, I'd be investing right now. <laughs> <laughs> jewelry. Jewelry. Like jewelry. Yeah. That's good. Jewelry. That's uh, it, so yeah, so these guys are about to get huge mm. again. Because right now, you, I think you can mostly I thought only they were going to be squashed out. Yeah, I really I, did after all that stuff. Right. You can only, I think right now, buy Jewel online. You have to be able to verify your identity and mm-hmm. buy Jewel online. You can buy them at a gas station. Can you still? Mm-hmm. Huh. So I, I wonder what that. stores. I wonder what stores. <laughs> maybe it's just specific stores. I know that you they, can. Maybe it's just specific stores <laughs> yeah, that they outlawed. Maybe, yeah. You know? But you can. Um, now, if I, so I'm a, I'm a, I try and be a socially conscious investor. So I would not be investing in. Uh, jewel and teens getting teens, yeah, digging. teens getting all messed That's up. That's fair. Because I mean, this does have consequences. Like kids who are smoking this in their younger years, it affects them neurologically. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, all that nicotine hitting their head. Uh, but if you don't give a shit about social conscious or human beings, this is a great stock to buy right now. <laughs> <laughs> bing yeah. bing bing. Yeah, I'm not about that. But that's not what we're about. No. <laughs> Last but not least, J.P. Morgan's in the news. Uh, this one I have no stock recommendation. It's just a cool thing I found as a dad, uh-huh. myself as a dad. Now I thought this was interesting. They got sued for five million. They had to pay five million dollars. They they lost their lawsuit. Uh, th- there's a um, employee who tried to take paternal leave for four months. Who wasn't pregnant. He, well, the, no, no, the, the father. The, the oh, father. The father. The father. I hope they're not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. He's it was not Arnold pregnant. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> 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 Who is your daddy and what does he do? I remember he was in cap? that movie. He was in the movie where he had the baby. Yeah, Arnold, oh, right? Oh, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. That was a good one, too. What yeah. movie was that? I forget that baby one. Baby something? There, uh, I remember it, though. Yeah, that's Kindergarten Cop was one of my favorites. Okay. But that one was. De- uh, Something I I can't remember. remember. That was a good one though. <laughs> yeah, Danny you were DeVito. just like she's just saying Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I'm like no, because he had the baby. He did. Yeah. No, I remember. I'm remembering him in uh, Kindergarten Cop, where he was. Right. He got. He went in the schools as a cop undercover, and he was a teacher or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And he and he was trying to figure out who who which kid had the uh, criminal daddy. Uh-huh. And he kept that. He, he had one scene where like, who is your daddy and what <laughs> does he do? I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. So what happened to this pregnant dad? So yeah, pregnant dad. Yeah. Uh, he wants to take four months off. Uh-huh. Uh, and J.P. Morgan tells him, uh, we only give leave uh, to the primary caregiver. like the, And we believe that's the mother. So mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan was basically saying only mm-hmm. the mom can take leave. Mm-hmm. 
And so that'd be like Family Medical Leave Act. You can take up to twelve weeks, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, it has to be for you have to be a caregiver. Okay. The caregiver, yeah. The caregiver. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't able to prove that. Now their policy though said something different that that fathers can take it, and so he did a little homework, found out that he he was falsely denied, and he sued them. Oh and wow. And so he yeah, and so a bunch of fathers also noticed this with him. Okay. He rounded up a bunch, and it became a class action lawsuit, and they made five million bucks. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's great. The big question I have, and I don't know if you know this, Amr, is what was his job title or, you know, what, what did they do? You yeah, know? he was but a uh, secure, something with security. So like a like security an al- al- coord- yeah, like security coordinate. analyst or security coordinator or something like that. So my guess is he worked on the security side for credit cards or yeah. other types of uh, financial instruments. Wow. And it yeah. only worked because in something he, there was one contract or whatever that said they could take it and then they told him no. Correct. Right, his, yeah. his HR boss told him you can't right. take the four months. Right. When, when he looked up into the policy, he's like, wait a minute, this is bullshit. Yeah. And so the, the policy, the HR people were telling that to other people too, other yeah. fathers too. Oh. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know if it matters what, too much what he does. I, my guess right now is um, this guy, you know, his, I wonder what his boss thinks of him now, right? Like, right. it's weird to walk around the halls like, I just sued JP Moore. My, my, oh. Like, and do you stay? Do you stay working Hell there? Hell yeah, you stay. Yeah? Hell yeah, I'd if stay. It, if you can. If you can, right? But yeah. they pro- it's yeah, be weird you can probably stay and start looking for new work because they'll probably <laughs> yeah. they probably this, find this anything. This isn't government or union. Yeah, There's they, no protections yeah, here. If your boss doesn't like you. They right. get you out You're pretty out. quick. Right. Yeah. Right? But that's good. He should have sued. This whole no, that exactly. whole system needs to change the way fathers and mothers are in America. Right on, sister. I mean, you, you look at any other countries in Europe, like it's completely yep. They get they get way somebody more. has to have the courage to stand up, right? right Megan? Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. America, we work ourselves to the bone. To the bone, and then and then yeah, it's no, just vacation, the whole system, no, no vacation, no yeah. vacation. Yeah, in, the, in in Europe, it's mandatory. You have to give the employees paid vacation leave of up to I think four weeks. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. U.S. That's not the case. Yeah, and I think the father and the mother get the same amount of like, maternity leave off. Paternity, maternity, maternity, leave and off. is that right? Yeah, they, yeah, they get the Europe? same amount off. Yeah, I Makes can't remember sense. what country, but I think you're right. I think it's up to like three yeah. months. Yeah, they amazing. both get it together. Canada they're too. They're both in it together. So why would you? Yeah, you know, right. well, you're helping the mother, right? The husband. I mean, it's uh, yeah, you're, totally. you're raising yeah. it together. Shoot, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, you're right. We've uh, been sold a bill of goods in a lot of ways in yes, America. We have. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of, um, you know. Uh, taking it easy and not working yourself to the bone and mm. Uh, mm. being taking advantage of your own self. Let's talk to Pat McWard, my main man, Patrick. Hello. What's up? What's up? Executive. Great to be here, Amr. Thank it's you. awesome to have you, man. Really We're lucky to have to you. Here. Patrick, With the, check Megan this out. Megan and Hahia as well. Loving it. I like that he called you Hahia. Yahia. <laughs> I, heard, so I was going to say I heard Hahia. Say it again one more time. <laughs> you had it the second time. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Every time I we speak should... to an audience, this is true. I, I tell them I will call you the wrong name at some oh, point. Oh, is that right? Today. Good yeah. for you. I, you set the sta- yeah. I kind of like Yeah, It is one. I like Hahia better. I don't. You know, okay. I like Hahia more. Yahia. Check this out. Patrick, executive coach, professional speaker. Written two books, right? This dude has spoken to over 300 companies of the 1,000 Fortune 1,000 companies, right? So this dude's talking to Abbott, McDonald's, Microsoft, Coca-Cola, McKinsey, PwC, Ernst & Young. He's hitting them all. Wow. 
Yeah, you don't mess around, Patrick. Well, yeah. I, I just want to correct you. I'm not talking to the C-level all the time there. I'm sure not all the time. <laughs> you know, but a lot of times it's staff. But I other think, executives, yeah. right? And other executives, yeah. I work with executives more one-on-one and things like that. Mm-hmm. But mainly I'm speaking to, to managers, Absolutely. directors, that level. And, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, it is pretty cool, though, to be a fly on the wall. Yep. Um, you, you probably see and learn a lot. Oh, my God. Because they open up to you, but then I also have to hold that confidence. Of course. But, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you said something earlier. So, you said something earlier that I really enjoyed. You said you can't believe you get paid for the work you do. Yeah. Right? So, I, I, I want to get into that a little bit. So, first of all, how did you get to becoming, right, a coach and a professional speaker? Like, like from my, what I understood from you in your, in your earlier part of the career... It was kind of like my career, which was like high flying, doing really well Very in the corporate so. world, yeah. and then a huge shift, yeah, huge it transformation. Sp- yeah, I, when I think that was more of a spiritual awakening, but I was also really unhappy mm-hmm. while I was doing very well. And my mentor was uh, a guy named Cliff Holland, who became uh, CEO of our company. It was a billion dollar company, and then he became a turnaround expert. So it. Like 27, yeah. I'm reporting to this guy, and he's friends of mine. He's Cliff. a friend, Cliff. He became CEO of which company? Of, well, it was, it was a division of J&J, which okay. was a billion-dollar company. It was the, it was the old uh, suture, internal stapling device, and mm. skin stapling. Got it. Skin stapling device. But, um, he later became CEO of that he division. He became, yeah, like 14 years later. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I was fast-tracking with him. That, that's where ah. I, yeah, that really is where it's who you know. So, right. I wasn't even that good of a salesman. Person, but the doctors and the nurses like me. Yeah, and with his, you, you know, know, given your personality, I don't know what the hell they liked about you, Pat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the one thing I have. I was always the nice guy, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I just pretty much hit the wall. I really did. Mm. I was. Uh, what does that mean? Um, you know, four years in, I literally put my head down at probably twenty five, and at twenty nine, I looked up. I mm. mean, seventy hour weeks. Yeah. Taking handling two territories, flying back and forth between Memphis and Houston for a while. Mm. Uh, you know, they put me in the number one territory in the country. We had eighty percent market share. I was getting hit from like fifteen, twenty competitor. It was just a war. Wow, it was a flipping war. But the the main thing is, I didn't enjoy it. I it did not give me joy to mm-hmm. sell a metal instrument. Mm. I love watching surgery. That and was these were medical instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was sutures and needles. It. it would be, you know, it would be the skin staplers. It would be internal stapling. I just couldn't do it. I, and then I realized I'm really an emotionally based, feeling based, intuitive personality. Mm. Uh, to the, you know, uh, off on the uh, bell curve, out, out on the edge, yep. you know, where, um, you know, on the Marching edge of to a, the beat of your own drummer. Well, it was just emotional feeling based. Mm. And I thought I was raised to feel that or to believe that that was a negative or that was weak. Right. H- having emotional intelligence <laughs> is right. weak. Feeling your emotions and using them to inform yes, exactly. is a weakness. Yeah, I was taught the same thing. And that was years ago. And then, uh, you know, and CEOs, uh, I mean, they can have emotional intelligence, but a lot of times they're not feeling emotional based. They're very driven, they're very logical. You know, you, if you have to lay off a thousand people, you can't have a whole lot of feelings mm. on that. And uh, but that's what what I was trying to do. I was I literally said I'm gonna become a CEO, of a corporation, and I was just completely uh, mismatched. Wow. Even though I did well, even though I did well. So then, how did you transform? How how did you how did you go from this you know hard charging corporate executive salesman to um, you know, a more uh, emotionally intelligent person who who can now coach 
people in those roles. Yeah. Yeah, you said you put your head up. And yeah, like that. I meant I like to shut yeah. down. No, Megan. I know. Yeah. And oh then my when you God, finally... you are a good interviewer, Amr. <laughs> you guys are good because you know what I did is I went to a quiet retreat. Okay. I went to a quiet retreat. Of, uh, a girlfriend. She's like, hey, you know, you should think about this. And I thought, you know, I had it all together. And I went to the quiet retreat. And after about 24 hours, the feelings that were coming up, it was like a volcano. That's awesome. I had rage. I like lit, I was like, whoa, that just freaked me out uh-huh. in a good way. But that was a real eye opener. It was an eye opener. And, yeah. and thank God that happened to me at like 28. I was going to say nine like, that what? I wasn't like, you know, my age now, because that's sad. You yeah. Know, when you know, when you're younger dealing with that or if you're miserable in a job when you're younger, that's one thing. But the saddest thing is to meet somebody my age who's miserable in their job. That's mm. my biggest fear. Exactly. And that, <laughs> for some reason, I, I feel very, very lucky that it, for some, I, I, I don't think that came from me. I think that was a gift. Right. Wow. I think I was, there was some kind of a blessed bless by grace. I that. think a lot of men or women who are in the corporate world yeah. um, would be afraid to go to those types of retreats because Somewhere deep inside their subconscious, they know some shit's gonna come up, yeah. and they don't want to. They don't want to deal with that. Yeah. My question to you is, and so I, by the way, I went through a similar experience that you did, right? I did ten years at J.P. Morgan, and when I started to ask harder questions, go to Hajj, the pilgrimage, the Muslim pilgrimage, yeah. and really just delve into myself spiritually and emotionally, I got. I started getting a lot of the similar feelings of like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I've got to make some decisions here. What I really want to do with my life. Yeah. My question to you is. A lot of people will not go to those retreats or, or do the pilgrimage or whatever. Are you happy you did it, and would you recommend it? Yeah, I, I, was, I thought you were going to ask me, like, the courage to go to it, and I said I didn't have any courage. I was totally clueless. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it was a female that got me there, you know. Right, you said a girlfriend. That right. was she the weakness. Was just yeah. He was trying to like, hook up. <laughs> hey, yeah, you want me to go here? Sure, I'll go. You want to keep it yeah. real here? Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, no, I would say run. Don't go there. For real. No, I'm kidding. No, absolutely. But the pain, there is pain. There's pain. Is there a reward that comes with oh, that? Oh my god. The the it took a while for me because I I was a hard learner. I you know, I quit. I went back to school. That was my socially acceptable way to escape. Did you go back to art school? No. <laughs> No, I was still close. That's when I did my MBA. Business school. Okay. uh, Finance. I did enough accounting to to sit for the CPA. You don't want me doing your flipping taxes. (laughs) Believe me. Okay. So you. And so then I. But it was the only way I could escape because I was still trying to please my family. Right. Right. My dad ran a company. He ran Uh, a company of 500 people. I was still trying Uh, to be my dad. my language. Right? I wasn't being me. And it was so ingrained. And I didn't. I'd had so much success. It was like a rocket had gone. I had gone so far. I didn't know how was I going to get back to my real self. And I, I thought I was really just. <laughs> I was actually suicidal at one point. Wow. Not like thinking about killing right. myself, but just thinking, "There's no way out of this." Right. I do this. I lose my family. I don't do this. You know. And and actually, that was the big one: is going to the uh, warrior uh, a men's retreat. And there was a guy there, and he goes, "So." You're this trying is, to this is the Mankind Project. This was the, the Warrior weekend. weekend. Yeah, The weekend, the Mankind Project. So wait, just so listeners know, uh, yeah, yeah, I met Patrick you. through the Mankind Project, and the way you're initiated into this uh, project or this group is you go on a weekend, a men's kind of leadership retreat, yeah. you know, if you will, um, where, where you're, you're put under duress and stress in some ways, 
Um, but you're 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 kind of like forced to take a look at some of your shit. Yeah. And uh, invited to be authentic about what's up, what's going on, accountability of your life. So I didn't meet you on our week. I went on a different weekend than Patrick. After the weekends, we met later. Yeah, later years. So, yeah. so you met a guy at the weekend. He said something to you. Yeah. Can we say the F word here? Yeah. Are you sure we're okay with that, Megan? <laughs> <laughs> you can. Yeah. I just, I just gotta mark it down. If you do. <laughs> are you putting a check mark every time I say? I do. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I'm just gonna quote him. I've got. I, I quote actually. Him. Uh, so he he got me to a place, you know, on, on the weekend. One of my like mm -hmm. a mentor will say. And he goes, so what you're telling me is you're trying to win your father's approval. You've never really been able to do that, right? And so you're kind of f there. And I go, yeah, it's probably not going to ever happen. Although we, we still had a good relationship. He just couldn't ever buy my career choices. And he goes, so if you stay in that career, you're pretty miserable, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's not going to work. So you're f there too, right? And it's like, what, you're going to leave me here with that? He goes, <laughs> you might as well do what you want to do. Mm. And within 90 days, I finally quit for good, grabbed a backpack, started painting, and I went down on the Gringo Trail. I was down Central America and had the time of my life. Uh -huh. wow. And that changed my life. And That's while awesome. I was down there journaling, uh, drawing and painting, connecting with other people, that I, see, that was the thing. I didn't have anybody around me in my you know, big family that had done anything like this. And Can I, I ask you at this yeah. point, like, how, like, are you early 30s then? Yeah, no, I'm like, yeah. At that, this point when you were down in South, like, like yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a thing, Megan, because people come up. I had a woman yesterday. Right I was in <laughs> Buffalo, New York, yeah. downtown with a mm. huge association. Mm. And she came up to me and she was maybe 33, mm -hmm. 35. And she said, yeah, you know, I really want to do something where I help people, and and this career is really wrong for me. That's what happens to me a lot at these workshops. Mm -hmm. They'll take me aside, wow. and she goes, but I've been here seven years. And I was just like, seven years? I was 38 okay. when I did this. Okay. Wow. I had had, you know. Yeah. And that was a thing, that, and I was saying the same thing. Right. I'm too old. Yeah. And then to me You're now. You're painting yourself into a prison you put yourself in a, in jail but it's very much yeah. self-imposed right um, and you're saying you want you want so what'd you say to the woman like hey i know seven years sounds like a lot but you can still be yourself and live the dream you want to dream you want to live i have learned that people do not want unsolicited advice so yes. i don't give it mm. yeah because I've had, I'll say something like that. But like, in this case, she's coming to ask you for advice. Am I not right? Am yeah, I? she kind of came and just shared her story. On that. Oh, yeah, if gotcha. somebody says, please help me. Mm -hmm. Then you'll share advice. Yeah, I'll say, give me a call. I'll set up an appointment. I mean, not for fee. Sure. I said, you're in my seminar. You're, you know, we're connected for life. So uh, I don't have time right now. But if they're serious about it and they follow up, I'll listen to them right. for quite a while before I'll ever give that advice because i do believe you've got to be individually personally in the in ready for that kind of a thing yeah because you could really do damage to people yeah. if they're not ready for it yeah 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 right yeah 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 you're, you're kind of going against the grain of society and culture when you do something like this totally and so you just got to be ready for it yeah i like that all right so so um executive coach right coaching executives and other other managers and directors Professional speaker, writer of two. What are the names of your two books that you've written? Uh, the next step was uh, how to uh, become a leader without sacrificing your personal life. 
Okay, cool. And um, the next step is what it's called. The next step. How to become a leader without sacrificing your personal yeah, life. Yeah, that had that was so my leadership first. book that balances work yes, life. It was more about the the balance, you know, physical, it. intellectual, emotional, spiritual needs, and balancing that. And then the second book was the real book hardcover, Radical Attraction. Radical Attraction, which is yeah, attract your good. life. It's a good ring. Yeah, but attract your life from your authenticity. Don't mm-hmm. track, attract a Maserati because you think that's what you want. Right. Get to know who you are and then attract from that place. Right. Oh. And it doesn't always mean you're going to make a lot of money either. But I don't understand you it. you will say, be more fulfilled. Say, say it one more time. So uh, get to know who you are and from that place exactly. attract what? Well, um, but, you know, we've talked about this, and I do have a, a really strong belief in a higher power, a higher consciousness, God, whatever you, and I, I have a very strong connection to that energy, and I have, I've, I've been very fortunate with that. I was raised Catholic. We would just sit there, and none of it made sense to me, but I would get quiet, and there was always a presence there for me, and I really, I feel so blessed in that, mm. but I do believe that that presence uh, wants the best for me, and and gives me clues by things that I feel really fulfilled. And so I always felt really fulfilled by teaching, mm. talking about these kinds of subjects. Mm-hmm. We're talking about doing art, even though I sucked as an artist. And mm. I'm not being humble. I really have no talent. But <laughs> a lot of art <laughs> is just technique. You learn right. it after the while. But I go into a meditative state uh-huh. when I facilitate a workshop and when I do oil painting. And that's... And in those places, that meditative place, uh-huh. that flow right. is where I've gotten a lot of downloads mm. about follow this, go this way, you know. And and that you're saying when those insights come in, trust th- them. Th- that's what that's where the attraction comes in. It's almost like you're attracting those things that have downloaded and have come into your insight. Yeah, almost like you and I, right? Yeah, How we attracted each other was around the spirituality, Absolutely. around authenticity. But I think it's very cool. We had a similar background in the in a really like killer corporate like yeah, yeah eat die or be killed or yeah. It, it was very very rare for me to come across someone who made who was who was you know making whatever thousands of dollars mm. on a fast track and then turn their back on it. That's the big one because I've had you know I've done like seventeen hundred days of speaking workshops. Over the last 25 years, I figured it up. If I counted a day, it's been like four years of my life I've been wow. from an audience. Oh, really? Right? Four years That's actually yeah, super awesome. You think 365 <laughs> days yeah. a year, right? So I, because yeah. I do like four hour, sometimes six hour workshops, and uh, people will come up to me, and you were asking that, do I give them advice? But the moment I say, I probably would have made a lot more money if I would have stayed in the surgical business it's like a cloud comes over them. Every, most people won't do it because they don't want to take the pay cut. Right. Bottom line. Right. Yeah. Mm. No. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, no. what, I was, what I've been learning recently um, a little bit is, is that it's not necessarily about making as much money. It's about how smart you are with it because yes. I've got some friends of mine that made a lot more money than I, I did recently and they've come to me and for some reason I'm the one that has, you know, been able to help them out a little bit more. They come to you for, for how, emotional like they, intelligence? Right, or? right. Or like, you know, one of my friends needed 
a chunk of change and they need some help, you know. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And you helped him out. And I helped him out. Financially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why am Very I am cool. able to, you know. Why did you just become totally why like blonde? Were <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you a saver, Megan? Yeah. Um, I, I made the decision a, uh, about a year and a year and a half ago that I was going to you know, I've always always put away for retirement. Yeah. Obviously, I had a dad that was very in on me as well. That's why I said I connect to you with that. But I made a decision that I want to make sure that I'm in a good good spot. You know, if I want to be able to stop working exactly. an office job, so I've made that decision. But so what I've come to start to realize within the last couple of months is like. You know, you find people that are like stupid loaded, but they're dumb as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as long as you're smart with your money, you know, and do stuff like that, I think that you really you have can, both. You right? can really do mm, even better. You can really you can travel. You can do, live the life you want. Yeah. Right. But you have to, you know, be smart about it. Yeah. That's that's totally what agree. A lot of this podcast is about right. It's yeah. Like yeah. Walking you slowly, step by step through getting to an investment place and even if it's small amounts each week. That will help you live yeah. the life you want to live. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so oh. awesome story. Go ahead. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I, I just wanted to yeah. bless you. Um, <laughs> I'm sneezing up a storm. <laughs> it's okay. So, all this, all, everything that you're saying, Pat, is just reminding me of a French philosopher. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Jean-Paul Sartre. Oh yeah. And God bless my philosophy teacher from Loyola. His name was Dr. Valencourt. Shout out to Dr. Valencourt. <laughs> um, but. I've probably his his philosophy stuck with me the most, and he's um, just talking. He was an existentialist, and he basically talked about like authenticity, and a person, and the best way to like we were going through all these philosophers and how the, how they viewed happiness and how would how one would achieve happiness, and in particular Sartre talks about authenticity with oneself as in order to achieve happiness. Basically, your actions should be aligned with your thinking, yes. and if it's there's some sort of dissonance and they're not aligned one is not happy and therefore they don't feel fulfilled. Mm. So you either align your actions with your thinking or th- align your thinking with your actions. And that's how you can achieve that happiness. Love and it. And that's Love exactly, it. it sounds like exactly what you're hitting on. Like everything that you've been saying, sounds like you've been preaching him. Yeah. And honestly, that's one of the philosophers and philosophies that kind of resonated with me the most. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, think there's real power in that authenticity, being yourself. And yeah. when, I, what, when I'm not in it, and I can fall out of it sometimes, but when I'm not in it, there's a frenetic energy. I'm like trying to get somewhere mm. and I keep thinking there's something I'm not doing. Same here. And then I come back to myself and I'm like, everything's perfect again. I don't have to get anywhere fast anyway. Cause I'm living it right now in mm-hmm. that very powerful place. Yeah. Mm. Right on brother. That resonates. Thanks. Ha <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my apologies. I did it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm making fun of myself. I do call my kids the wrong name. I only have two kids. <laughs> do you call Winnie with your dog? I did. I called my daughter the dog's name. <laughs> I really did. Did she, she goes, sit? <laughs> I, I, they love dogs too. They get it, I think. I, I'm going to quote Warren Buffett again. Okay. Yes. All right. So he says, um, the best investment a person can make, right? This is the be- This is basically the greatest investor in the world right now. He says the best investment a person can make is in themselves. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, if you want to increase your net worth by fifty percent at least, find a way to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. He then says, um, if you come into my office, you will not see my degree from University of Nebraska. You won't see my master's degree from Columbia. What you will see 
is my certification from my Dale Carnegie course. Do y'all know who Dale Carnegie mm-hmm. is? How to win yeah. friends and influence people. Oh, yeah. Right? Now, I, if I'm not mistaken, Patrick, you also took that Dale Carnegie course. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, that was, now that I think about it, that was before the career training. I think it was 23. Wow. I, and that was the only thing that was giving me joy. Because I would, I would mm. volunteer at night with the Dale Carnegie courses. Oh. Really? And be an assistant, they call it, because yeah. I took the course. And then years later, I moved back to <coughs> Chicago, did it again. And then when I became a professional speaker, they asked me to be an instructor for Dale Carnegie. Oh, nice. But at so that you taught point, it. no, the, the pay scale was, I was beyond that by oh, okay. that point. Because gotcha. I was actually making a living speaking. Which reminds me, I've also read something about your thing where... where so you're a professional speaker, but you also there's like a there's like an organization called the Illinois Speakers Association. Yeah, it's the National Speakers Association for Illinois. Yeah, and there's a na- then the then the global NSA, but there's there's state chapters of that. Yeah, you and you you were the head of the state chapter. I for was some just time. I was just president for one year. Got it. Yeah, on the board okay. for three or four years. Yeah, cool, fantastic. You take yes, yeah, so you take professional speaking very seriously. Oh is yeah, what I'm getting from that, and oh, then, yeah. and, and people people notice. Yeah. Yep. Um. So so my question is. You know, executive coaches that hire you seem to be investing in themselves oh, when yeah. they hire you. And I think that goes, that gets lost on a lot of people. I think a lot of people get into their corporation or their job and they just think that, you know, they're investing in themselves or, or like their boss will invest in their own skills. But that is not true at all. Uh-oh. Not from my experience. And a person's got to, if you're going to invest, so it's crazy to think Warren Buffett is saying, before you invest in the stock market, if you really want to increase your net worth, invest in yourself. Like he took that Dale Carnegie course. He found that more valuable than Columbia or University of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. He said because it helped him with his written and verbal communication skills. So my question to you, you know, do, do you experience, you know, what, what do you think of that? Like, like do you believe uh, it's a great investment to invest in one's self? in a way where they might get an executive coach or a life coach or a therapist or uh, take a communications, special communications course or some other way in investing in themselves? Yeah, I, I mean, I do. I think they've got to come from an authentic place, though. But then I guess if there's enough awareness there, they can hire an executive coach that would help them get to their truest nature. Mm. You know, you can invest in yourself, but if you don't even know yourself, right, mm. that can be kind of yeah. dangerous i did a lot of that like i did nba nba in accounting and i'm like it's laughable when i do personality styles now <laughs> like when i did the myers briggs it was like yeah. careers for me were like teacher <laughs> therapist they said you shouldn't work anywhere in business unless you're in hr one of them said poet i haven't seen a lot of poets lately <laughs> job ads have you guys seen any poet no. so i I'll didn't send them your I, way yeah. yeah but i said we're ceo boy I'm trying to be CEO boy. So wow. if I'm investing in that, that's not authentic. What's but funny is totally agree though with the I investment. Read, like, Har- Har- yeah, Harvard yes. like Business Review. Whenever I read stuff about business these days, a lot of it is around emotional intelligence and improv yes. and all this other stuff. So I guess te- so. Okay, so you that's do- what I was teaching. Uh, I'm doing right now. I'm doing a lot of emotional intelligence. Okay, so for help- leaders, it's really opening up. It's amazing. Is it really? a true investment in those men or women who do totally, hire you. Totally, totally. How, how do they actually get a return, in your opinion, on that investment in themselves? 
Yeah, um, a lot of business is emotional. It's just like investing is emotional. But we, you know, by the time you get into the job, Mm -hmm. you've got the degrees, you've got the certifications, you've got the skills, whether it's your technical skills, you know. So it's just kind of a wash. So it'll only get you the job. But what will move you up and expand your career is your emotional intelligence, which is your emotional awareness awareness of yourself what's going on like I had no awareness when I went to that quiet retreat see but then after that retreat I had a lot of awareness there's why am I triggered why am I judgmental in this person that that's a big part of emotional intelligence and then being able to pick up on the emotions of others then use your emotions like I've got a lot of anger I'm a nice guy but I got a lot of anger but I've learned to channel that in a healthier way Mm. and use that energy and this um, so it's the awareness of self and others. It's mm. the how to motivate others with this, motivate ourselves. Okay, so an executive works it's, with you, and he mm-hmm. suddenly starts to have more self-awareness. He suddenly starts to channel his, for example, anger better. Yep. He suddenly starts to motivate people better. He suddenly starts to pick up on other people's emotions more. Mm-hmm. And I think the big one is they start to really lead from their authentic self and not trying to be a second-rate version of someone else, that it's okay if you're real analytical, lead from that. If you're real emotionally based, lead from that. If you're an introvert, don't try to be this ex- extrovert. Mm-hmm. You're lead you're from that. You're forcing something that's unnatural. Right. And so I think the biggest gift and the benefit, and it really gives people an edge, is they're leading from their authentic self. I say be mm-hmm. yourself, but be your best self, obviously. How, how does that give them an edge? So let's say a dude is super analytical or super touchy-feely or super whatever, introvert, and then he or she, you coach them on being their authentic self. Mm-hmm. And so then they start to embrace that more. But how, how does that give them a real edge? Like, what does it really? Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of research. There's so much data. You mentioned Harvard Business. You know, Working Knowledge is the Harvard Business, Gallup Management. They do all sorts of studies on this. They can test people on emotional intelligence. And it's just, uh, it's not even a debate anymore, you know, that emotional intelligence gets you hired, but, or uh, your skills will get you hired, but emotional intelligence will get you promoted. Promoted. And a lot of it is just kind of like marketing, or uh, the markets, it's emotional. Mm -hmm. People don't even know it. I just like Megan, you know? There's Ah. a, I just like you, Amr, you know? So radical attraction starts to happen. Exactly, so you're Ah. you're building rapport with people. But what's so cool is you're building it from your real self. And people can't so but So you're help. all integrated into one as opposed to trying okay. to be all different things to other people. And people can't but help want to There's be an attraction you. there, uh, exactly. They see yeah. you as a winner maybe, and they're like, yo, let's get this guy. I just feel comfortable around this person. They're just, you know, yeah. they call it, you know, somebody who's a jerk, they're jerky. They're jerking all over the, you know, they're moving uh, like, right. you know, who is this person? Right. But when you meet somebody who's really authentic with a high level Feel of emotional safe, intelligence, trust, they're grounded and that's the key. They're safe. Winnie is sleeping below us right now. <laughs> She's out because she feels the energy, I think, in this room and mm. she feels very safe. Wow. That's a good, really good point. I trust you. And I think trust is the foundation of all leadership. This and, is powerful. Yeah. And so those leaders that you speak with or manage they then can better communicate and run their teams bingo right? megan because it's all about that it's not about your individual success it's about getting success through others right because if you're a manager or whatever you've got to be able to run this team better right so um do you, is it pretty challenging for you if somebody's not like a manager or an executive they 
they don't know themselves like right like you've got to first know yourself right yeah. before you can then so you've got to like that's got to be pretty challenging because no, that's you, it because sometimes that's right it. if you're if you want to be this big exec and you want to work in the corporate field and you have that push right like i know yeah. that that push right of like hey i've got to do x y and z x y and z well, if I listen to my honest, true self, that doesn't fit into X, Y, and Z, right? right. So that's got to be pretty challenging to... That's the big one. And that's, that's, that's why, that's yeah. But the thing for me is I can't believe after doing this for 25 mm -hmm. years that we're talking about love, consciousness. We're talking about, um, you know, taking a look at yourself. That I mean, 25 years ago, you, would, you couldn't say any of this in corporate. Right. Now with now the, the millennial generation, oh my God, they're eating this up. Right, but right. yeah, the avocado toast and the jewels. You got it. That's <laughs> it, man. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I was listening. I was reading Howard Stern's new book, and uh -huh. he was interviewing uh, Bill Murray. Yep. And he said that he goes, you know, when you have to look at yourself, it's ugly, mm -hmm. and that's the that's what scares people off. Right. Mm. We have this image of ourselves, but you do have to look at yourself. Mm -hmm. But people are so looking for an edge, Megan. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the everything global, the competition, um, you know, the speed of the workplace. It's like people are like, I don't care. There's no security here. I have to invest in myself. And that's been, I yeah. am seeing a lot more motivation wow. from younger, you know, like that mid uh, older millennial Gen Xers. They're all in on this. So at mm -hmm. least a lot of the ones I'm, yeah, I'm think, they're attracted to me. I think it's just because we've been <laughs> because you you've been fed this thing that it's hey you do x y and z x y and z x y and z i mean this is that's what our parents quintessential right? of yeah. what happened in, in when i graduated graduated in 09 i did x y and z x y and z x y and z boom it You're, took me a good five years to really get a good job and i did all the internships and i got all the grades and i studied abroad and i did you know i did all the steps and then here i am in michigan going what do you mean my internship just laid me off and what mm. do you mean i don't have it i i can't i can you know, yeah. so it's like, well, I'm not believing your lies that you gave me because I did believe that and it didn't work out. So now we're going to figure it out a different way. There you, you know? go. Mm. I'm not going to trust like you. It's like you were this way. You're right. and you yeah. did it. You had the courage to make the leap and say, right. yeah. uh -uh, I'm not buying this and anymore. And the student loans, they pile on it. I mean, it's it's atrocious. Like we're not buying your, your garbage anymore, mm -hmm. you know? Amen, And sister. I think that's why there's a lot more entrepreneurs. There's a lot more because a lot more people are just like figuring out how they can run their own business. For themselves, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Now, let's talk about the technical part. So we, we got oh, us yeah. in touchy feelings, yeah, but, yeah. but how do you actually make your life work? What I understood from you earlier is you own a farm, but what else? Like, like how are you... I envisioned that, yeah. Do, do you basically only... <laughs> what, what, what do you... What, so first of all, list out, list yeah. out the different sources of income that you have to yeah. the extent you're willing to share. Well, I had... The big thing was a mind map. And you I did, did a mind a, map. Yeah, a mind map, you know, where you put, yep. you do your think bubbles. And yep. I did it, and I said, okay. Uh, this was years ago before I made the change. And I, I said, I, I'm into spirituality and art and personal growth, and I love teaching. And also, I'm good at finance. And, you know, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I can investing. And I had all these things. And a buddy of mine, I go, so here you go, Jim. What do you think? He goes, you're in the wrong career, printer. Mm -hmm. But that mind map became my foundational. Mm. And uh, 
So I did a mind map on multiple streams of income. I had mm. a college roommate who's worth millions now. He works for Edward Jones. Multiple streams of income. We'd sit around the, the dorm room. Multiple streams of income. What is it, McWhart? He goes, multiple streams of income. That's and good. So that's what I did. I, so, so the multiple streams. It's had not to be, just executive coaching you no, make money from yeah. and professional. What else do you make money so from? So I've got, I've got uh, two contracts with companies. So that gives me a real stabil- stability. Stabi- what are those types of contracts? Uh, where I can do emotional intelligence. I can talk about seven habits of highly effective people. Okay. And they do all the marketing because I hate marketing. And they book me to just get a fee. And They're almost also, like a broker. It's like a broker, exactly. I've had wow. a speaker agent. A, I have an agent where he gets a fee. That's another stream of income. I do the phone executive coaching. That's another stream. Oh, uh, renovate a couple of uh, apartment buildings in Lincoln Square here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so we had no rent for years. So you years. also jumped into real yeah. estate. in the real estate. because Not because it's like, oh, a good way to make money, but I love that whole idea of creating living spaces for people. Mm-hmm. And I love it when my tenants say, you're the best landlord I've ever had. Oh, uh, nice, yeah. And then, so there's real joy in that, right? Mm-hmm. And then I do the, uh, I just jumped into the online training recently that i and so i've got that as income and i was joking my ex-wife bless her heart they were married (laughs) for 20 years we have two wonderful kids had an amazing business and actually surpassed me in income Mm -hmm. and i i do get an income stream from her is that right the reward and i'm like see my belief is um and then i lost one of the rental buildings to her okay so there's a lot of mix and match sure and then a year later my mom passed away and i then i uh, inherited this farm and I've been very farm, blessed okay. so I'm not saying so this do you make income from that farm as well yes my okay, cousin another I, stream yeah. another stream but it's multiple streams mm-hmm. and they're not huge streams I'm not talking about being worth right. millions here but it's like investing but I did joy 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 or fulfillment okay and but it as one goes down there's a couple other here it's a it is literally like diversifying a portfolio right i see it it's pretty it's pretty gangster i like that now here's the thing is the one thing this year i finally did is i got back to oil painting and as of january this first i've been doing about 10 12 hours of oil painting a week and i have no no fantasy i'll ever make any income from that but (laughs) that has infused everything else and such a big way in my life. Oh, you're saying that the oil painting you're doing is having an impact on the other parts of your life? Totally. It feels like another stream, but it's not really an income. <laughs> really, it's streams of energy. This I've might be this might be Warren Buffett saying again, invest in yourself. Right. Totally. Are you investing right. in yourself by doing oil painting? Totally. The energy I found coming back reinvigorating uh, my speaking really? in, a, in a way I cannot even imagine. Well, I know why it's happening because I shut down my logical left brain and I'm into the emotional mm. feeling right brain. I listen to classical music with other people at uh-huh. Will Street. Shout out to Will Street uh, artist community in, in Ravenswood. How do you spell that? L-I-L? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it used to be down in Lincoln Park, L-I-L-L Street. Okay. And they moved Lil up. Street. Oh, yeah, Lil it. Street. And it's an art community. I take classes and I put on the Bose headsets and I'm listening to classical music. And literally three hours goes like that. Damn. But what I found, a great book, Drawing from the Right Side of the Brain, that it relaxes and heals your brain because you shut the logical thinking brain down for a while. Wow. Mm. And I have felt more healing now in this year than I have in my whole life. I need that so bad. I'm, I'm getting, I'm yeah. a little sick right now. I'm pretty sure it's because I feel like I've been thinking too much. Yes. Mm. And, and it, I it, do it too, Armour. It's yeah. like, and I heard Alan Watts, this philosopher, say like, Thinking is a good thing. It's a great 
servant. You can really use your thinking as a servant of yours, your intellect. But it's a terrible master. Yeah. The moment you start overthinking and you use you use that that hammer on everything, you're just hammering right. everything that doesn't really need a hammer. Do you like run or bike or anything? I do some of that, and it helps yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Megan. That'll do the same thing, right? I mean, listen yeah, to music is, while you're yeah. running or, yeah, or something. Yeah. something like helps that. Helps me yeah. exactly. Nature yeah. and music is really nature, music and art, and my, mm, all that. Like my wife is doing uh, five mile runs now, like nine k, ten k kind yeah. of stuff. Just on her own, just for and and she hasn't done them in a while. She is a different person the last couple of weeks, uh, maybe last week when she started really increasing these these runs. And I wonder if it's you put the music on, and you're just gone for an hour yeah. or so. You're talking about three hours. I think that's, that's that pretty right, powerful. That, that right brain stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's Beautiful. awesome. Any last thoughts or questions for our boy Patrick? I I have a question. So, Patrick, when you were first kind of starting out be a speaker, uh, you know, were you, did you first become a coach and then become a speaker or? Yeah, actually, really good question. So how process the process, kind of like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to speak to you <laughs> about what? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. like, like, so yeah. like after you went to the South America. My dad said that to me. He yeah. actually did. He goes, well, what do you speak of? Right. Like, I. <laughs> You right. know, well, there, that's that, like, dad, right. that's the that negative. dad part. Yes, yep, that's exactly, that dad. Yep. Megan. Yeah, that's the like, negative yeah, voice. That's yeah. Yeah. Actually, very good question. Like, the sequence of events, how did it happen? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was will. volunteer work. I was, ta- I was speaking okay. for Dale Carnegie in the evenings for free. Oh, oh awesome. really? I was helping stu- audiences. Yeah. So you turn your hobby right. into your career. Right. Wow. You guys are really helping me because I really haven't talked about this in quite some time. It's and good, man. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so then you just kind of switched gears and started going. People started asking more, hey, could you come speak here? Could you come speak here? And then next thing you know, you started. No, actually, on. good question. I came back from Costa Rica and I said, I'm never going to do work that I'm not fulfilled at. Uh, went into a, a job and I, I quit and was taking the L home by one o'clock in the afternoon that morning, the day one. I quit three jobs in like a month because mm-hmm. wow. I was serious now. Yeah. I'm not. And then a friend of mine uh, said, hey, you want to check this out? There's a little ad, and it said, we're looking for an MBA with a heart. And I got a job counseling executives who were, had been fired and laid off. And they put me on a plane, and I flew around the country for a year talking to executives from oh, Pepsi wow. and Coke, Rockwell International, AT&T, all these companies. Oh, awesome. So and that really that built up your... That yeah. built it. And yeah. then I, I used that as a springboard. I mm. got a couple contracts, one with Motorola and then one with a, okay. a company called Skill Pass Seminars, and they pay starvation wages. But I took it, like, and uh, and they put me in front of audience, 50, 100 people selling books and tapes, selling Seven Habits, a highly effective right. people. I was selling Chicken Soup for the Soul, Jack yeah. Canfield. And then there I was really a good salesperson. <laughs> That's what was so funny. I was never good in sales, but they you could sell the hell out of it those. Sell the heck out of them. It was an ad. It literally was an ad. This shows you my age. It was in the Chicago Tribune. No, but I love it. And it I said just love MBA that. with a heart. And now you guys have got to know me. I was like, right? Like you're like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Ding I ding love ding that. ding ding. Yeah, that's what I want to That's know. God's yeah. stuff. That's, I really yeah, do believe that 100%. was God's stuff because I didn't even know who they were. I went in, I interviewed, I got the job. I worked there for two weeks. I went out to the airport, and our CEO was on the uh, airport news because he had invented the outplacement industry. 
Oh, wow. And I had, I had no idea. And I was working there and didn't know that. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. God's stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's being blessed cool. by grace. I, I think, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of people will say uh, they believe in God. Many people say believe in God and they believe in a higher power. And yeah. But when it comes to like business and work, oh, no, that's hocus pocus. It has nothing to do. God has nothing to do. But I think that's not true at all. And I think what we saw today from Patrick mm -hmm. is that's what it's about, baby. If you actually want to connect with employees or customers, more importantly, yourself mm -hmm. and, and have an edge and, um, you know, be authentic. This is this yeah. is the way to go. Invest in yourself. Uh, gain emotional intelligence. Find yourself possibly an executive coach mm -hmm. um, and, 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 you know. Reach out to Patrick. Where can they? Where can people reach out to it you? It is Patrick? hard to do it on your own. You're right, Amr. Yeah, just uh, if you go www.patmcward.com. Patmcward.com. Yeah, P A T M C W A R D, and my website. I'm very open. Phone number right there. Give awesome. me a call. Yeah, I, I, I mean, look, I, I've uh, used therapists. I, I have a, a um, spiritual coaches, spiritual guides, if you will. Um, I've. How about bringing it all together, right? Therapist, spiritual. And the business knowledge. Right. That's what we're talking about, baby. That's where you and I connect. That's what yeah. this podcast mm -hmm. is, too. Dang. Megan Powell. Right any, on, Megan. Show. I Megan. Ball. <laughs> 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 um, yes, actually, DeLorean, my indie team, has a run at the Playground Theater at 8 o'clock on Tuesdays in June. And Where's we, Playground? It's off of Belmont and Halstead. Right. Yeah, so we have a run there uh, in June, and we also are doing a run at... IO on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Nice. IO Wednesdays 10 p.m. this next week. This next month, yeah. Oh, next month. Oh, June. Yeah. Tuesdays, Tuesdays June, and Wednesdays. Tuesdays at the playground. Wednesdays at IO. Wednesdays at IO. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Thank you, yeah. brother, for being here. You're welcome. Yay. We wanted your uh we, we we benefited from your feedback. I appreciate you, brother. Well, How do you pronounce it? Here. John Sartre. Uh, John Paul Sartre. Yes, John Paul Sartre. Mark him down. It's a philosopher. What's yeah. that? Uh, he's a philosopher. He's an amazing philosopher. Yeah, I'll say Be in integrity, your thinking and your actions. Yes. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. Disclaimer. I do not provide personal investment advice, and I am not a qualified licensed investment advisor. I am an amateur investor. All information found here, including any ideas, opinions, views, predictions, forecasts, commentaries, suggestions, or stock picks expressed or implied herein are for informational, entertainment, or educational purposes only and should not be construed as personal investment advice. While the information provided is believed to be accurate, it may include errors or inaccuracies. I will not and cannot be held liable for any actions you take as a result of anything you read, hear, or see here. Conduct your own due diligence, consult a licensed financial advisor or broker before making any and all investment decisions. Any investments, trades, speculations, or decisions made on the basis of any information found on this show, expressed or implied herein, are committed at your own risk, financial or otherwise. Business news and other shit, hereafter known as BNOS, reflects my own views, ideas, and opinions. It is not a production of my employer, nor is it affiliated with any, bro any broker-dealer or registered investment advisor. No representations or warranties are made with respect to the accuracy or completeness of the content of this entire show, including any links to other sites. The links provided are maintained by their respective organizations, and they are solely responsible for their content. All information presented here is provided as is, without warranty of any kind, expressed or implied. From time to time, I may include affiliate links and advertisements on BNOS that result in my receiving a payment should a visitor click on the link or sign up to a service as per established in their practice. Readers are entirely responsible for any actions they take as a result of reading or clicking on links on the site and are urged to read the small print. Sound fair enough? Then please subscribe to BNOS. It's free via RSS or email.